Oh, oh. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to the Parent Cafe podcast. Today, we are Sarah and Allie. <laughs> That's true. We're talking about controversial topics, and it's making me nervous. Is it making you nervous? No, I actually have something. Well, once we like get into this certain topic, I like, I'm going to look like a little bit of a hypocrite, but like, it's okay. (laughs) I'll own it. I'll own it. I'm excited to find out. Yeah. (laughs) It's like sitting right here next to me. I think it's one of the topics. It it goes off some of them. Okay. Honest, like everything well not everything on this list but a lot of it I was a hypocrite before like (laughs) once you have it it all changes anyways so yeah I for most of them I can't say like I don't really for a lot of them I'm like I know where like my preferences are but like I definitely don't know how I'm gonna deal with them once once I'm in that situation right yeah so it's kind of like some but a lot of them I guess their ways that like I'm used to seeing other people do or like maybe the way that I grew up kind of thing yeah so yeah <laughs> let's just get into it <laughs> so <laughs> there's um there's quite a bit obviously like there's yeah. lots of controversial topics and it can go on and on and on and we did um share on our Instagram a few um of the like more controversial topics that have been recorded um and then uh you listeners have shared some with us as well um, yeah oh yeah yes so um I kind of screenshotted these out of order because that's how I roll so throw it at me all right um, you wrote them. Did you write them in order? I did. But okay, that's do you okay. want to? No, let's go. Let's start read. Yeah, you read it and then I'll find the um, poll. All right. Okay. So age old topic, obviously number one, breast versus bottle. Oh, yes. But I don't even know if this is like a controversial topic anymore. Like, I don't know. Like, do people maybe this is just in my mind it's like if you if the baby's eating yeah like is best like I always hear like breast is best um however um (laughs) (laughs) did you freeze (laughs) I'm having a moment um no I I always hear like breast is best but I have to say like for myself personally I don't know but I also know that like my family like the women in my family they don't they haven't like produced milk really Mm -hmm. like in abundance so like um my mom breastfed like what she could and then we were on like formula almost right away like I'd say around like two three months we were on formula um, yeah. if not sooner. And then like, yeah, same for like her mom didn't have lots of breast milk. And like, I think that it was just kind of a thing. So there was just alternatives that babies were fed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything against formula feeding. 
I think like breast is great if you have it. Um, right. If you can do it. And like, honestly, to me, it's like, it's definitely more cost effective if you can, mm -hmm. but it's so like, it's very painful to start out. And I know like for my mom, that was like, she didn't breastfeed. It was just too painful. And yeah, that's also, yeah, true. Yeah. I guess a lot of women too, they use breast, they use breastfeeding as like a way to like calm their baby too. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like breast is also, it's like feeding, but it's also like, um, I like a calming, like what a soother would be, I guess. Yeah. Um, for people who don't breastfeed. Yeah. Uh, but baby yeah. soup. <laughs> yeah, I'm I remember having a soother. So, but definitely I know I've heard many opinions from like friends even where like you can't give formula too soon. Some people think it's dangerous and then it's like you can really give it from day 1 if you needed to. Yeah. If you have to make sure it's like mixed very well or you have to make sure you're using the right kinds or whatever it might be yeah but, and or yeah. like dietary things and stuff like that but that's the same as like breastfeeding so like yeah. I've known women who've had to change their diets because like their baby is like lactose intolerant or mm -hmm. allergic to something so they can't eat that anymore so yes. that's the formula you, you still have to pay attention to all of those things like oh they can't have this kind of formula for this one so it's honestly a struggle no matter what you do <laughs> I almost like just thinking about it when now that you say that I'm kind of like I almost think I'd rather formula feed because then I can eat whatever I want too yeah oh yeah I'm like to watch right because isn't it like cabbage you're like avoiding things that are going to make the baby gassy you're avoiding yes. spices you're avoiding like certain food for sure you're avoiding alcohol still and like yeah like there's all these things where then it's like, if you want to just like party right away, formula. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause it was like pregnancy extended. Right. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. you're not, I breastfed till it was a year, which like, I don't know, I probably could have done it sooner, but anyways, mm -hmm. we'll get to that, but that's coming. <laughs> that's coming. Um, but, um, yeah, it was like I couldn't drink for that amount of time too, which like I didn't really care because no. I was like I'm over that. But yeah. uh, it was it is like a lifestyle change too, right? Yeah. So if you're ready for that change, you can. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And if you're like, no, I'd rather have one beer and I don't have to worry about it. See, I don't think I knew about the spicy one. So <laughs> Abby likes spicy things. So <laughs> did that help? Our baby. <laughs> I don't know. I think like, um, from what I've heard, it's like things that are going to irritate their bowels and like their tummies. And like, there's just certain things they can't handle. So there's like this massive list that they put out there that like a mom should avoid, but like, that's the same list that you could probably say to me that I shouldn't have been eating or I still shouldn't have been, still shouldn't be eating like 50% of the things I'm eating. So yeah, it's the same I list. I think it depends on the person too, right? Like, you know, your body and like, if like, you're not tolerating that and it's mm -hmm. fine. Same with your baby when you're watching them, like if they're not tolerating it, obviously you're going to make a change, but if nothing's like, if everything's fine, like then the spicy food is probably okay. Yeah. And so 
for listeners, 68% uh, chose breast um, over bottle. So yes, bottle. And I think we should have added in, doesn't matter. Because <laughs> I think like, and like, I just like, so I went through and I kind of picked one too, just because I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the answers <laughs> before <laughs> I snuck. I love, <laughs> I love eating. Um, but I had to pick, I picked breast just because that's what I did. Mm-hmm. But, but you, like everybody, I mean, you may say that you're fine with either, but like you have to have, there's always something that you're weighed a little heavier on. Yeah, I guess like, yeah, that's true. Like you, what you would prefer to do with your child. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see it like, that way. I, for one, chose breast because I, I know there's other benefits. Yeah. But then when we bring up the other argument, I kind of go a little bit more on the bottle side where it's yeah. like formula sooner than I think most people would. So, but again, that's something that I think I just have from like knowing my family and people close to me and stuff. So. Yeah. Is that you're not going to be stressed out if like breastfeeding doesn't work. If I can't, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cause that is a huge thing too. Like a lot of, um, women, like they can't breastfeed or like there's kids with like tongue ties or lip yeah. ties. and it's like, it's a struggle. And I've seen so in that like fight with it for like months and stuff. And it's hard. And ultimately you just want to get that baby fed. Yeah, exactly. In <laughs> the end, if they're fed, you're good. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you did it, yeah. <laughs> but Okay, so then off that one, is mm-hmm. there one similar next on the list? Uh, no, it's like way different. So we can go to one that's okay. kind of um, and to start weaning. Or the extended breastfeeding um, was like, how do you just, how do you feel about extended breastfeeding? So in my opinion, so there's, you would either answer like there's a limit or do it as long as you want. Okay. Um, because there's extremes there. Um, there's people who just, side and choose to breastfeed until their child is walking, talking, and able to approach them, lift their shirt up, and continue feeding. And yep. then there's people who decide like four months, five months, six months. I'm done. Decide on a month, I'm done. Mm-hmm. They're eating yeah. solids now. Now I stop or whatever. Uh, we have 64% who agree that there's a limit, but we didn't really specify like yeah um 36% do it as long as I want so yeah like that one's tough too because it's all personal preference but like that's where my like controversial thing comes in because to me I find like the longer you go and like go easy on me guys but like the longer you go it's less about the baby and a little bit more about mom so because the needs have already been met for baby. Yeah. So that's where like, to me, if you look at breastfeeding as like the need and like what it's supposed to be doing for the baby, the needs been met. So if you're going too, too long, it's a little bit more like mom's purpose. Mom's trying to have that attachment still. The attachment, the um, like provider. You know, it's the thing that like makes the kid calm down instantly. So you have that like meaning. this is where I bow out (laughs) no I totally get that and I I think um like in our country like kids needs are getting met like nutrition wise a lot Mm -hmm. sooner 
you have the like opportunity to get like them food and like stuff like that. But if you're in like a circumstance where maybe you can't provide that food and nutrition well enough, then yes, do that extended breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. They are getting those nutrients in a way that they can. And same with like in like foreign countries and stuff where they can't maybe get like proteins and all of that stuff and vitamins. I totally see why, like, especially in other countries, they do it. But here, like, mm -hmm. if, if you are able to get them, like, those vitamins through, like, just proper nutrition, then right. it's hard to, it is, I see where you, you come from, where it's kind of more about the mom at that it, point. Yeah. Without saying too much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah. You watch Game of Thrones, Kate, and do you remember, I don't remember, he's like a prince or king gonna be a king in one of the far away island kid no 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 oh. he's like he's really bad <laughs> anyways he like there's a scene where he's like breastfeeding off of his mother and he's like 10 something like that and that's oh. where I, that's too much and that's about the mom <laughs> but is that okay yeah weird but like also <laughs> the time that they're like based in for that show could that also just be like they don't but they're kings they have access to food yeah this one was like a weird motherly more like, weird okay like a weird connection there like it was very strange cool. if you watch thrones you gotta tell me his name i can't remember it if i, I don't remember it. that but we'll have to check I, that oh yeah. watch that it's like the one where like they have like all a big hole in their floor and they throw people down that okay i think i remember that actually that can't remember where what but is I, name? yeah yeah brown mm -hmm. hair can't yeah remember but i remember i just can't remember who like what his name is or anything like uh, that so 10 is your cutoff <laughs> for sure <laughs> for me personally it was like one i'm like okay i'll breastfeed abby till she's one mm -hmm. and even at that point she was eating solid foods and everything like that and i think i should have probably weaned her sooner then I actually did because she <laughs> I was being selfish I think because she was she was honestly she was showing like she was eating all her food and like stuff like that mm -hmm. and I just was like oh I'm gonna do it till a year and then her birthday is at Christmas and I'm like I don't want to wean like through Christmas and the holidays mm -hmm. that but like she was she wasn't like fighting it but she like wasn't as interested I guess so like for me i think i was definitely being like selfish a little what, bit for the, but was she so disinterested that you were like nope we're doing this oh no okay okay no <laughs> no she wasn't at all like she was doing it but like she didn't need it as much she was drinking milk like i put her onto like cow's milk because she was going to like childcare. So she had some milk a little earlier than a year and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. she was all her food, like meat and like all of the stuff she's supposed to do. And I was just like, for me, it was like more convenient to like not have to. And then when I honestly, when I, when I like weaned her, it was mm -hmm. like the thing ever because she was like, yeah, I'm fine with that, whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, it'd be like such a big headache. And yeah, I don't know. I think it's like people get worked up about things and I know I always did like about mm -hmm. those and times and stuff and like that they're going to be worse than they actually are and man some of them are so easy and you're like oh why didn't I do that before 
Well, it's actually funny. Like, so for this one, it kind of goes hand in hand, right? So you're like, so like, when do you start weaning? But yeah. the answer is like, sooner the better um, was 20%. And then keep on breastfeeding was 80%. So more people would breastfeed longer or like if you were breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, but then like, when you go back about extended breastfeeding, 64% said there's a limit. So I'm curious to know where everyone lies in like, I wonder if the year is the magic number for most people that are like, maybe expressing what you're saying, like, you kind of pushed it a little bit, that could be the magic number. But I think too, like, I think they say, I I got, it's been a while now, but um, I think they say it's a year you should breastfeed though. If you are doing that, really, like cow's milk and stuff. Oh, I read three months. Is, is like, that over to health services though? Because that's where a lot of people like would learn here. True. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me look it up. Yeah, I can't remember. I think because I feel like you're not not supposed to like even give cow's For milk to six months yeah the recommendation is to exclusively for the first six. Ah, oh, exclusively yeah and then continue up to two years and beyond mm-hmm. that's ahs okay that's a little extreme for me i'm not gonna lie like i can't breastfeeding happy right now she would i she'd slap me in the face <laughs> i'm she not has- even a full set of teeth <laughs> oh she did like when she was breast uh, not a full set but she did have some teeth and really I was lucky and maybe got bit like one time <laughs> hey like no <laughs> on that note <laughs> on that note um there was also just a quick one baby led weaning versus traditional um can you explain the difference so traditional would be like um, purees, starting out with purees, and they get kind of like chunkier as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I the timelines, um, like they say, like you start at like six months and it's very like puree. It's almost like milk almost, right? Like that. Okay. Consistent. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people add like milk to, to it. And then you like kind of work your way up to like bigger and bigger chunks. Okay. Where baby led weaning is almost like the opposite where you're like giving them like a whole thing of broccoli like steamed and soft and they can like hold it in their hand so it's usually like the rule would be finger like like um finger size so like length mm-hmm. inside so they can chew it and hold it and then they kind of work their way down to smaller pieces oh yeah okay. and then and then like purees and stuff I wouldn't really say purees in that, but like yogurts and all that kind of like softer textures in that. That baby led like just more for choking. Like if they're prone to choking. Like, is that what they say though? Is like, it helps to teach them. Not to choke. So really what I learned was that like, that they know, like they know how to chew, right? Like it's like a natural thing, right? So they're not really going to choke. It's more like a scary, like. A lot of us scared. scared. Yeah. Yeah. So like, okay, so we did, we did both. We started mm-hmm. out with your raise and it honestly like was the biggest headache. And I could like, 
She was not interested. She was very independent. She wanted to do it herself, no matter what I tried. Mm-hmm. She was thing. So I'm like, okay, I learned about this baby led weaning. Let's try that. And she like eats everything, like would eat everything. Right. So I'm okay. like, well, worked for us. So, but like other things obviously don't like work. Like, that might not work for someone. Purees might, obviously. I guess but- a, yeah. And I guess a person could just try both oh, at yeah. the same time. Yep. Like you and- could be giving some puree and then having like a piece of broccoli yeah oh yeah a lot of people do do that and like I find now really like Abby's not a fan of like she does eat yogurts and stuff now but it it did take her a while to like enjoy those things as Mm -hmm. more so I think Mm -hmm. but she eats broccoli like it's nothing she loves meat like I gave her steak at like six months old like (laughs) those kind of things and she just gnaws on it right but it's not like if you are afraid of choking mm-hmm. to learn the signs of it right more because if they're I think what's if they're red and like coughing and stuff they're okay mm-hmm. but if obviously like they can't breathe yeah. but if they're they can still breathe and like don't alert them mm-hmm. so you like okay, can I gently tap on their back and help them you can do the little swish with your finger if you have to but more yeah. than like get it out but honestly like Abby choked on water more than she choked on food <laughs> oh wow like just like like gagging on it like coughing mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. it's just like I don't know but it, water goes down the wrong hole all the time right like so yeah. she was really good and I was lucky but like some people have circumstances where like but you just got to pay attention and you're sitting there with them mm-hmm same with purees like you're just you're gonna be there no matter what you're not handing them a steak and walking away to do the dishes ignoring them right you're still sitting there a steak so, and a steak knife and some caesar salad yeah some yeah. barbecue sauce on the side yeah yeah so I don't know I think that one is uh coming out a lot more now like mm-hmm. yeah my mom I know I don't think she ever heard about it knew about it she was very interested but she's also like she's gonna choke like you mm-hmm. gotta smaller and that's a lot but I she came around pretty fast when she saw she was like eating and yeah so I see a lot more people doing it now because it's kind of more like mainstream and mm-hmm. stuff I think you're right to say that it's a lot of like our fear yeah mind like not doing it but yeah. our poll 72 percent um voted for baby led oh high number yeah what honestly like when I took um Abby in for like her immunizations and stuff like that like in her all her nurse checkups Mm -hmm. doctor they'd be like oh yeah that's the way to go like so they were okay yeah so they're like oh yeah that's great I'm sure it depends on what nurse and doctor you have but if it's good for your baby then Mm -hmm. look for those signs you were talking about too like being able to up and so like you really have to like research it. You can't just like hand them a steak. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold it. on. Let me just write that down. <laughs> Don't hand them steak. But yeah, like, your research and kind of know like all, all the signs of choking, how to mm-hmm. cut properly, how to cook the food properly. Like mm-hmm. it, to me, it wasn't that. It's a little bit more extra work because you're actually like cooking them food. But like I would boil like two pieces of broccoli. Yeah. And like, I'm sure 
but I'm sure out of the stuff that you're cooking for yourself, you can like pick out a few things and like not season them the way that you would for yourself. Honestly, I, I, either than salt, like I didn't add a lot of salt, but for the most part, um, I would season it like the same. Okay. (laughs) Salt salt is the only thing you really have to watch it. Obviously it's sugar, um, that they're not getting too much like sugary stuff and salt, but Mm -hmm. I think everything. So but okay. yeah, they get their taste of what they like and what they don't. But um, with all food, it's just like giving it to them and giving them the opportunity to try it. Even if they don't, they might pick it up that day. Yeah. On, but the next day they might pick it up and like lick it. Right. Yeah. So, okay. This one's kind of a different one. So we talked about like all like the feeding and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So more of a fun one. Is it fun? It's controversial. Yeah. I know. Ear piercing and babies and toddlers. <sighs> I knew we were going to do that. <laughs> it's on my list. Uh, okay. Can we go first or you? You go. I think, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for like for Abby, what I plan to do is let her choose when to do it just because I want her to have that experience. Mm-hmm. Like, because I remember like getting my ears pierced that fear that excitement like all of that kind of thing backing out like no I'm gonna do it (laughs) I know not taking care of them the pain and learning how to take care Mm -hmm. of them that I think to me is like super important like just like how to be I don't know if you're just giving it to them they they don't know how to take care of things like that and you're taking care of it yeah you're taking care of it which is like that's also the plus of having it when they're young yes too is that you can take care of it clean it but to me if they you don't know if they want it or not mm-hmm. in the long run <laughs> I'm right there with you like I think um it kind of crosses the same line for me as like any um like modification you're making to like a body period so Mm -hmm. like piercing ears yes they're small and like to us it's kind of like get it over with now so the opposite of what you say like then they won't feel that fear and pain and whatever but like they are still in pain they're babies like they feel it they may not remember the pain you know because when they get older they don't remember like before two and they're not like oh my god I remember when you pierced my ears at three months (laughs) old and it was traumatizing but like I think that, you know, what if you, like I, my mom didn't do that. So like when I was like six or seven, I came home one day and I was like, oh my gosh, mom, like all the girls in my class have their ear pierced. I want my ear pierced. And then my mom was just like, okay, like it's going to hurt. And like, we can go, but you have to clean them and like all this stuff. And it was like a big deal for me. And I did it and I was proud and I was just like loving it. And I wore earrings all the time now I like could care less for a long time I didn't wear any now I have like these studs I never take out so it's just kind of like you change as you go you might as well wait until they mention that they want them because it's like you know what if you have a little boy that wants them at age six seven eight nine whatever age like would you bat an eye because like you probably would do it unconsciously for your daughter yeah so 
it's kind of the same. Like, so if you're going to pierce your daughter's ears as a baby, then pierce your son's ears as a baby. Cause mm-hmm. he might want them down the line and you're going to save him the ache and pain in your opinion. So <laughs> like, I'm just saying, you yeah, know, like a lot of guys get their ears pierced eventually too. Yeah. So it's just kind of one of those things where to me, it makes total sense to wait. Like it's not a big deal. It's not like it's enhancing their life to pierce their ears when they're babies. Where did that come from? Like, have you ever, like, I'm guessing it's like a traditional thing like for, uh, and like cultures and stuff like that. See, that's something I could get into very okay. deeply. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, like in our like country, like where it really like, uh, I think for us, yeah, I think for like people today, um, and like the last, 50-ish years maybe maybe go back a little bit more um I don't know but like I think it's more cosmetic it's just like it looks nice it's just pretty I think that if you were to go like way way back I would say that maybe like if you had a baby thousands of years ago in Egypt um perhaps there's like reasons behind like piercings tattoos markings like there there always is traditionally yeah kind of the same for something we won't get into like circumcision um (laughs) that that came up as like um it's religious for religious reasons in certain cultures and religions um and the reason behind it is like being one with god um it's an agreement between god and abraham and like once you do it then you're one with god and so it's kind of like along the same lines i bet if you were to go like really look into it but I think for most people today, it's just cosmetic. Yeah. Um, you know, it's convenient. They, you know, your baby's cute. You put little earrings in. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I, I don't ever notice. So, like, if you have, like, yeah. a baby with pierced ears and a baby without pierced ears, I'm kind of just, like, I don't, I don't know. even know if I've ever noticed. So. Yeah, unless they, like, point it out. <laughs> probably don't. Yeah. And I just think like I can just see Abby at like two, like just playing with them all the time. Like I can't even dirty earrings because she's like constantly touching them. Mm -hmm. So this one was really close. Um, So for piercings with babies and toddlers, it was 55% don't and 45 were okay with it. So very tight. That's why I'm saying like, I think again, like I don't notice when babies have it done. Mm-hmm. I think that's much like the same reason why it's such a close like tie because it's no one really notices and whether you do it like you I don't think people make a conscious decision like I know I'm piercing my baby's ears today and this is going to make their life easier like it's literally I think just like a, I'm going to do it today do it yeah you it's know, just like thing even when you're like 16 you're like we're doing this today. Let's yeah. Go. Yeah. Like when I got my belly button pierced, it was like, yeah. let's go. And then <laughs> <laughs> or my nose was like yeah. total, like, let's go and whatever, like tattoos and young people are the same. It's kind of yeah. just like, hmm, like hmm. so like for the parent, it's kind of, I think it's the same unless they have traditional reasons yeah. behind piercing. So in that sense, if there's cultures that pierce ears for cultural and like traditional reasons that's what's driving them but like everyone else that doesn't fall into that category it's probably just on a whim yeah <laughs> <own>. my opinion <laughs> <laughs> next 
okay, this one's a fun one too. Then I'm gonna skip the other one for now. Okay. Uh, is for toddlers. What? Leashes. Oh, leashes. That's what I thought you said. This one was close too. Forty-two <laughs> percent said leashes. Fifty-eight percent said loose. Um, if you have a toddler that is listening, well, well behaved, they've got their poop in a group, they're able to walk next to you, hold the stroller, listen, you've got them trained up, they're good. You probably don't need a leash. Um, there are children that no matter what you do, they're so like, <laughs> I understand leashes. I do. I really do. I have no problem with them. When I see them in public, I don't ever look at it and like, like, why does that person have their kid on a leash? That's never, ever. If anything, I see those parents with kids on a leash and I'm like, good for you for recognizing the fact that your kid cannot walk safely alone and you have tied them up and bravo. Like to me, that seeing that is like, yes, yes. win. But like, yeah. right? Because the opposite yeah. would drive you crazy if you had like a bonkers toddler running loose on the road and you're with you. It's parents. You'd it's be like, get a leash on them. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm totally on the same line. With <laughs> if your kid can do it, but like, yeah. I know me, I was like, honestly, like on Amazon, like last week, looking up leashes for when I go, I'm not kidding. Like the backpack one for when we go, there we go. Like if we go to like a zoo or something like that, she listens pretty well, but like somewhere that busy, I don't like it. And like, it's for safety for mm -hmm. me just to know, like she's within arm's reach. Absolutely. Uh, how fast, like she can, like I can turn around and she's gone. Right. Like, right safety at that point like in a an area you don't know mm -hmm. I like one extra safe thing that's super easy if those those little backpacks are super cute like kids so like cute. um mm -hmm. so I totally agree with everything you said like amen if you're wearing that like if your kid has that on like good on you for not caring what people think yes well, because, and you know, you know, it's like safety over anything else here. Yeah. So like they have this backpack leash system on also, also because like you can carry your own snacks. Like yeah. that's also like a cool Thanks. thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> but also like, it's just, you don't know how busy it's going to be. And even if they're the best listener ever, it is like, you Take know, they have, a, they have a bit of freedom. Yeah they can walk away however long that leash is and whatever it might be. And then you as a parent know they're on the other end of it versus like not wearing a leash or anything like that. You are now like holding their hand the whole time. Walk, or like you're fighting mm -hmm. for staying in the stroller. Yeah. 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 So like, I'm totally like for a leash. If your kid is an angel and like never needs one because they're just like, yeah holding on to your shirt or your stroller all the time. Like that's amazing too. <laughs> mine does not. <laughs> but yeah, I think honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, neither do I. I think that's why it was such a close tie. Cause it's just kind of like, eh, eh. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people see the safety facts of it. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I totally get it. I've, I've seen some kids that I'm like I, yeah they need a leash <laughs> I think you forgot your leash 
<laughs> I'll get you one. Uh, <laughs> next topic here. Um, mm-hmm. hmm. How about kissing your child on the lips? Oh, okay. That one was 92% cute. Okay. To me, I didn't even know this was a controversial topic. <laughs> now I'm like, what? I think I, I know where it came from. Okay. Um, I think that the controversy controversy comes from like germs. The same idea as like people who don't let dogs lick their baby or let babies, okay. let dogs lick the baby, not babies, yeah. not lick dogs, dogs, well, well, dogs licking the baby. So like, yeah. obviously I have two dogs. Yeah. So my baby is likely going to get licked all the damn time because yeah. That's not something I'm going to be monitoring. My dogs are very gentle. They yeah. don't like over lick. It's not like gross, wet, sopping licking. They're not but, like all the time. Yeah. No. And they come up to babies. They give like a quick like, hey. Yeah. It's and then they walk away. It's more about like smelling the baby, getting a quick taste, yeah. and then they're good. <laughs> like they're not washing them from head to toe. Although like that would be very helpful. <laughs> um <laughs> like it's natural for dogs too mm-hmm. like they're two female Try. dogs yeah yeah like you know so I I am totally fine with like kissing babies I feel like I see people my like my parents to this day like if we're going in for hugs sometimes it's a lip kiss like it just yeah. happens like it's yeah. just like ooh. Ooh. Uh, and it's like not weird it's just what we grew up with like it was yeah. always just a thing if like I had something in my mouth it would end up in my dad's mouth if he was eating something and I wanted it I didn't care like it was just that the transferring of germs was never like an issue for us because you're kind of just like in your cesspool when you're at home yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like that's just what it is but yeah I liked that we were 92 percent cute because it's kind of yeah. just like, yeah. so unless you have a child that maybe has some sort of like immune, immunocompromised. If the kid is asking you not to. Yes. You stop. I literally like, Abby like grabs my head and like smushes my head and kiss me like so hard. She loves you. <laughs> exactly. And like, what am I telling her? No, like, yeah. She I, loves I, you so I, much, it hurts. I would die inside. <laughs> I told her no to that. Like, like, no. But if she ever came up to me when she's like eight or 10 mm-hmm. or whatever, please don't do that. Then I'm going to respect her, right? Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't want me to do that. So absolutely. You know, you're breastfeeding your baby. So like, what's the difference? What's the difference? Yeah, especially on the lips or on the cheek. It's all, it's all the same. I don't know. I <laughs> honestly didn't even know that was a thing until I read like our things. So I'm like, what? Yeah. I <laughs> like, know. I'm like, no, I'm not wrong in this. No, no. no. I'm like, I probably did it more since like last week or whatever we. When you read it? Yeah, I'm like, I do it a lot. <laughs> this whole weekend, you've just been like kissing Abby or like, come here before they tell me I can't do this anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> would I listen no no until she literally tells me to stop doing something I will probably do it like yeah. even like grabbing her little butt I'm not gonna oh, lie yeah. 
Squeeze her I little butt. Oh. She's your kid. I'm going to touch it till she tells me to stomp. So. <laughs> she likes painting with her butt, so. <laughs> She's an artiste. She's an artiste. She enjoys the booty pictures. If she you does. Will. I'll have to bring some on here one time. Oh, I'm, I honestly think you just need to start like a book of those I because that's going to be, that's going to be like a publication. I got to stop. Like some of them, honestly, I throw out because there's just a lot. And then I can't tell if they're butt ones or not, but I will like make sure to write like butt on it. <laughs> and then make like, I'll get like a big box to just put them all in. That's going to be the best wedding slideshow. Oh, just slideshow. I'll just post them all around her wedding. Like Abby's, in like Abby's butts. Yeah. Through the years. Through the years. Yeah. Love that oh. for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's right. next? What did we do here? Let me just. Um, that one was, uh, we did piercings. We did. Kiss was, you did yeah. kiss. Okay. Well, we'll go back to some hotter topics. Okay. Scare okay. me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, natural birth versus C-sections. Ooh, there's a big push I've heard now, well, or more recently, I should say, about like scheduling your birth. Oh, there's a bigger push I'm hearing. What this is talking about, like not like, like this is like a planned C-section, like you're going in, mm -hmm. like you're going in watching a C-section mm -hmm. kind of thing what this mm -hmm. is talking about not like an emergency c-section mm -hmm. well, that too like there is like a lot of like people that are like oh I had a c-section and I wish I could have yeah. done it read it like I couldn't do it they don't feel like a woman like stuff like that mm -hmm. which is I had a seat ended up with a c-section and obviously like you try to like do it naturally and you just whatever comes out like whatever the outcome is as long exactly. as like, I think going into going into labor um, naturally and then circumstances changing, it, that's completely like out of your hands. Yeah. Um, obviously, at that point, you just want healthy baby, healthy mom. Everyone's okay. Um, but yeah, you're right. It was uh, natural birth, which encompasses emergency situations. Oh um, versus scheduled C-section. So what I've heard lately is that there's a big push to schedule C-sections, especially from doctors. Um, Ooh. because I don't like the reasons that I've heard. Um, it, there was like a few, so it's like doctor's schedule. So ensuring that like when you want to deliver, it's that doctor. Um, yeah also ensuring that there's like a person there to give you the drugs that you need for the c-section and then uh not going over term delivering on a date that you want to deliver on so if you have a specific date that you would like your baby to be born into the world on um that's another one and so like i've heard that that's becoming like a thing that people are doing um much like scheduling inductions way ahead of time. I kind of put that in the same box because to me, like if, you know, five months before, if you have like a doctor's visit and you are scheduling a plan, 
like say, and you're saying, okay, I'm going to let's schedule an induction for this date. To me, it's kind of along the same lines of like, whether you were going to schedule a C-section because you're not waiting full term or like when it's happening or whatever, like, but a natural birth, I would consider like an induction. If you were like after term, it got dangerous. It's like, you got to do it. That falls into my natural birth box. But if you're like scheduling ahead of time and like making appointments on so-and-so's birthday. Yeah. You're like, Oh no, that's my birthday. It can't be that day. Or it's on a weekend. Not convenient for me. You know? So, um, yeah, yeah, I've heard that that's becoming like trendy, which I don't love, but again, like teach, teach their own. Like, I don't know. I don't like that. Cause then like, if baby's not ready, I don't know, baby will come when baby's ready. Like, Mm-hmm. I I get like the scheduling and induction like just so you kind of know have a plan mm-hmm. but that's like when like after baby's like plan to come out kind of thing yeah right? so you're after. like okay um no. you know or, you're, yeah you're coming up on 40 weeks you know yeah. do you want to schedule an induction because like do we want to wait any longer how you know or whatever but yeah um I'm just gonna let her buck to be completely honest (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) it's like like I don't know until she came out like we were we did have a planned induction day but I was like like I was overdue at that time when we Mm -hmm. planned and then it honestly did go with my doctor's schedule Mm-hmm. just so like she still had like because it could take another week to from when I was going to be induced like when it would have it so that would have been like way overdue mm-hmm. that, right so she planned it that way so I think it depends on the doctor I don't know I just can't hope doctors would plan an induction way before they're doing like unless it's like an emergency or like like no. twi- stuff like that like where it's like I don't think it's like I don't think they're planning them way before they're due, but I'm, I think they're planning them based on when they're due. So like if I was four months pregnant or five months pregnant, I went in to see my doctor and then they said to me, okay, you're due on November 1st. Let's induce you on November 25th. Yeah. So then that, mm -hmm. I don't like that. (laughs) That to me is like, you're so far in advance, like you've got five, six months or five, whatever, six months to go. You have no idea when what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I put that in the same box as like the scheduled C-section kind of thing. That's Um, a weird, weird thing. But everything else to me is like a natural birth. So like if you're getting up to full term, it's safer to induce you or you need a C-section now, or you've gone into labor now, you need a C-section or your water broke, but nothing's happening. So let's induce you. Yeah. Like those are natural births. Yeah. They're just circumstances. People that have like had C-sections and then they plan to go into have a C-section again, because like there are like complications and stuff that can happen if you don't. And like, so you have to kind of, you do have to think about that if you yes. have had in the past. And I've but, heard that also with um, healing time in between yes. the factor too. So if yeah. you've had a, a C-section the first time and then um, you get pre- pregnant shortly after, 
um, it's recommended like that you do have a, a scheduled C-section, but at that point you're medically like you're in, you have to, you have to <laughs> like you're medically at risk and there's yeah. no way around that. So we're talking yeah. about fun of that C-section, not fun, yeah. not fun. So <laughs> I wouldn't know, but I, not fun. I know, you know, so um, Not a good then, so yeah, like only 5%, um, voted for a scheduled C-section. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not a good time. No. <laughs> um, but again, that's like scheduled C-section on my terms, not because yeah. I have to have one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sleep training and co-sleeping. Oh yeah. Um, okay. So sleep training, co-sleeping. I have no idea because I have no idea. So like Okay, I'll tell you what I think it means. Okay. Um, so sleep training to me means you're teaching them to sleep in their own bed at a certain time. Every day is the same routine training. Co-sleeping means they sleep with you in your bed and there's yeah. no strain on like whether they're in their own bed and stuff. Yeah. Is that yeah, right? So sleep training can be like, it depends on like the method that you're using too. Oh, so okay. like that's when it gets into like, we won't talk about that because- that's a whole other topic, but like some people like do like those different like cried out methods. So it all right. depends on what you're using, mm -hmm. but, and then yeah, co-sleeping, you're right. Like they just sleep in your bed. Um, sometimes like there could be like a bassinet like attached in there to like on the bed, but more so it's you're, you're sharing a bed with them. Okay. That like, right now. I have a slight issue here. So like, yeah co-sleeping you say bassinet but like when they're very very little aren't you naturally like either have them on the side of your bed yeah so like there's just like those they have co-sleeping like bassinets now so they like attach right onto your bed but that's like for any age no no this is for oh. like am I are you thinking like toddler are you thinking baby well how are you sleep training like a one month old people do but how? <laughs> don't don't ask me that question. <laughs> so like I guess I guess my my right away. Okay, so my I have a plan. Okay, okay. So like I have a bassinet that I think I'm gonna keep beside my bed. That like yeah. at the very beginning I'd like to just have them right there. Yeah. But after like a couple months, I think I would transition to like their own crib. Yeah swaddle certain time yeah. have a start a routine or whatever but like is that am that I would doing be both? that would be like sleep training because co-sleeping would be like so <clears throat> that was my goal to do what you did and I think that's like the most natural one right like a bassinet by you and blah 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 anyways mine <laughs> it's not gonna happen is what you're saying <laughs> oh, oh no it don't, totally can just like I, I honestly I struggle with sleep I still hate it to the day mm -hmm. but anyway but um she would sleep on us because I think we started the habit in the hospital of her sleeping right on us and we would sleep and then um we brought it home and she would just fall asleep on us and then she would just co-sleep with us but she slept really well and like it was on honestly I think we did it for about three months three, four months. And then she started to go into her own crib. So it wasn't mm -hmm. like we were doing it for like a year. She does still come into our bed, especially mm -hmm. if she's a dream or some nights, like if she's has 
teething or leg pains, but she always like now goes to sleep on her own bed. So right, I don't feel like I failed completely, but at the time I totally thought I did. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when I think of like a tiny baby, yeah, at the hospital they're on you anyway. Like yeah. his skin on skin is a thing, and then you're like attached. It's new. You're feeding or right. you're trying to. Right? Like, and then if you're having a hard time with feeding, they're yeah. probably on you a lot more. I don't know if I like disagree with what you did because it's just to me seems like just that was like the natural progression for her to be able to then be put down into a crib and be fine. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think it like messed anything up from like the hospital no I'm just thinking that because like that's what like we start I don't want to say started the habit like we just started doing that yeah like she wasn't sleeping in her little bassinet thing there she was sleeping on us and we did like yeah like it's a new baby this is my yeah like I can't get enough I'd be like (laughs) yeah you totally do and then they're just so cute and anyways but um (laughs) I'm not putting them down no you don't want to but I think like you do get like and I even got like a lot of like back I don't want to say backlash but like people are like you have to stop that now she's never going to get out of your bed like I got a lot of it and you don't learn a lot about co-sleeping like unless you're like brought up that way mm-hmm. so like you get a lot of that um talk and it's just like so like as a new mom you're like I'm doing everything wrong like I'm not doing it right mm-hmm. If you need to get that baby into a bed or they're always going to be sleeping with you. They're going to be the worst right. sleeper. And then say now, like even in my head, I'm like, oh, she's a terrible sleeper. But is she really? Like some nights she comes into our bed. Some nights it's like for a week in a row, she comes into our bed, but she always mm-hmm. falls her own bed, right? So, <clears throat> and it's usually like she's got growing pains or like getting a new molar. <laughs> so I'm mm-hmm. like- that really the end of the world if she crawls comes into my bed probably no, not and I also think like your training like sleep is there's this argument right like sleep is natural and like it happens naturally and you can rely on like nature to take over for sleeping and when babies should sleep but at the same time depending on your household that's not possible because you're not all going to bed at 5 p.m for 12 <laughs> hours so like no. You know, so if you want your baby to be sleeping and get used to like other noise, then you start the training. Like, I think you have to teach sleep. You have to teach some sort of routine. I think that it's flexible. I think that there's like extremes. Like some people look at that and they're just like, nah, like, yeah. Like, I don't think there's a right way or wrong way because I feel like sleep, like, yes. So it's natural and like you learn to sleep and I guess (laughs) as like a, (laughs) as a being and like a yeah. thing that's alive, you like will eventually just sleep when you're tired. But like, that's not how life works. So like you have to almost train because it's like, okay, you're getting up for work. You work nine to five. So your baby needs to be up and ready at a certain time and like well-rested and whatever. But I just don't think, yeah, like there's no right way or wrong way. I don't think, but. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's just honestly all a learning process for like every parent and every kid's so different that mm-hmm. what works for, honestly, this is for everything. And we mm-hmm. talk for one, doesn't work for the other, even in like your own family. So no, 
got to be able to just kind of be flexible and work with anything you got. So <laughs> what yeah. comes to this? Anything that's come. So earlier I kind of mentioned like um, I would be a little bit of a hypocrite, but then I realized like the topics that we had didn't really bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up anyway, because I need okay. to share this. So like when we were talking about like um, the baby led weaning and like eating and giving them like food, I, for some reason in my mind thought that like healthy food or like anything they want was going to come up. I don't know why I thought maybe we looked, yeah. but maybe we'll, for part two, we'll ask that of parents, like how far do you go to like, is it just, you know, my kids are only interested in noodles. So I give them noodles and cheese uh, or like they'll, I don't care. They're going to get asparagus, broccoli, I don't know, carrot, like whatever. For dinner is what is dinner. Okay. So the, the, on the line of like what I eat for dinner is dinner. Um, I have this sitting in front of me. And I had a really hard time when I bought this, but like, you're going to love that I have this. Um, and this I purchased because like a, just super curious and my love for macaroni and cheese is <laughs> huge. But like I bought this. Just bought the same thing. And I, I was like, so it's, curious. It's sitting here because we're packing for our trip. And this is like the late night. Yeah. You know, so like, although I'm not going to partake in what makes me want to eat this, I'm still going to eat it though. Um, but like, this just made me think of like baby led weaning because it was like, if I made this for myself, would I give my baby like, a handful of Cheetos macaroni and cheese? Like, good let them try it. I'm not going to lie. They're going to grow horns. I don't know. <laughs> So anyway, I just kind of thought, cause I'm like, yeah, like natural is like the way to go. But like, but like, I got to try the Cheetos mac. I got to eat that. I got the jalapeno one. Like, so, yeah. And oh. then like right next to that, I've got like this. So it's like, I, I don't know. Am I? No, I think there's a limit, but we'll talk about this another time. Mm -hmm. yeah. So but. we'll have to do part two. There's still tons of topics that we haven't covered. Yeah. And then. And if you um, have, if you have others, let yeah. us know. Um, but we, yeah, we'll post some more questions because I'm curious too. like, have you ever then if you have done baby lead weaning or like just solids when they're like little, is there something that maybe you're not so proud of like feeding them or um, that you were like last resort, I have nothing else. And like, I just need to feed my baby. Like, I kind of want to know those things too. I think that'd be kind of funny. So. If, if it makes you, if it, if it makes anyone feel better, I handed my toddler a, a bucket of candy today and said, here you go. <laughs> it was like, go. Oh. Like, honestly, she didn't alone. Feel good. She only ate a couple. So I was like, perfect. <laughs> but she's not a huge candy fiend, is she? You know what? She likes it, but we also, I don't know if this is why, but we, we do like give it to her often. So it's not like she's like, deprived deprived of it so it's not like she mm -hmm. gets it so it's not like a huge like reward or something like that mm -hmm. which I don't know I think that's maybe what happened to me as a kid because my older brother is like obsessed with eating sweets he like hides it he like needs it all the time yeah. where like I can have like a chocolate bar sitting for weeks like in front of me and I'll eat a piece and then it like doesn't 
like tempt me or anything so that one lady kids in color kids eat in color that I talked about she talks about that so that would be a good mm. one Bring yes that okay. that. write that, that down <laughs> but anyway on that note <laughs> we will catch everyone on the next episode and be sure if you have any topics or questions or something that you might want to chat with us about um, or want us to bring up and kind of get listeners um, opinions on things or input um, you can message us on our Instagram at Edson Parent Cafe you can um, email us at parentcafe at gmail.com and you can also text 780-517-7055. If you want to leave us like a really great, funny story, um, don't worry about leaving your name. It can be completely anonymous. We will not call you and check who you are. Um, but I yeah, <laughs> we'll just um, see you guys in the next one. Check you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.